Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Diary on Display, where we take a deep dive into my brain as I process various emotions. I am T. I'm so glad that you have decided to come along for this journey with me on this self-love roller coaster that I'm on. Um, and this is actually the third time that I'm recording this. The first time I did it uh, was an emotional wreck. The second time I did it was a lot of bit all over the place. I feel like most of the things that I record is kind of all over the place because it's not organized. But that second time that I did it, I was coming off of this like big cry. <laughs> and so I was trying to rein it in. <laughs> and so now I think I'm a little bit better. And I guess we'll see where it goes. And um, so, yeah, this is just going to be another rant, me talking through something that ran across my mind the other night as I was trying to fall asleep. And it really, really kind of brought some things to the surface that I didn't realize was an issue. Um, And the issue that I ran across while trying to fall asleep was... I do not feel as though people love me the way I deserve to be loved. Um, the way that I need to be loved. So I've heard many people say many times that we should give people the love that they need, the love they require. You don't love them the way that you need to be loved. You love them the way that they receive love. And thinking about that, I I don't believe that I, at least I don't feel that most of the time I get that. Um, It has always been my experience that I am the one who proactively looks for ways to make sure that other people feel loved around me. That way they feel comfortable in my space. While I do not feel comfortable in my space because I'm working so hard not to make them feel odd that I end up being the oddball. I really hope that makes sense, but that's how I feel. I I don't necessarily feel that people love me the way I, I require it or the way that I necessarily receive it. And that brought up a lot of issues. So the first thing is, I don't know how I receive love as a result of having to put myself on the back burner for so long. I don't know how I receive love. I don't know the things that I like. And so that kind of makes it hard to communicate with others what that means to me, what giving me love means. It makes it hard for me to relay that. It also added on this extra pressure when now I'm in this season of trying to figure out how to love myself. I don't know how to do that because I don't necessarily, I've never taken the time to recognize what it is that I need. Um, If I can just be honest with that, I've never taken that time to really recognize that. And, you know, I never caught those red flags before. I never caught the red flag of that because, um, like, for instance, like if I'm if I were ever on like a dating site or just trying to meet someone new or something, there's always this question of what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And if I can be 100 percent honest, that has always been a very hard question for me. Because I know 
the things that I like, but this is why it's hard. It's hard for me because I think that the things I like are not things that other people would like or, oh, I really don't know how to explain this. It's, it's almost like I, I feel the, as though anytime I've ever liked anything, it has always been criticized heavily and I've always been wrong for liking that thing. I've always felt like I was wrong for being myself, for being my authentic self. I've never fit in anywhere, honestly. I've always been the odd person out a lot of times. Um, I have an aunt who, bless her little heart, she's so sweet. I have an aunt who would always tell me my whole life, well, you're not meant to fit in, you, you stand out. You're not supposed to fit in. You're supposed to stand out. And I used to hate that so much because I wanted to be like everyone else because being like everyone else seemed so much cooler than being me because being me brought along with it so much ridicule and teasing and torture and it made me not want to be me. So I didn't know how to comfortably accept the things that I liked because other people hated them and I was always raised and taught to value other people more than I valued myself, to put others before me, even if it meant betraying who I am to make them okay with it. Because if I can be honest, um, growing up, I was teased a lot, especially like in middle school and, and in elementary school, you know, those formative years are very important. And I spent a lot of that time having a lot of bullying issues at school and then living in trauma at home. So I was constantly in this survival mode as a child. And being in that survival mode, I learned to adapt to my environment to make my environment somewhat more safe for me to exist. That way, I would be okay. And so I never, I never took the time to evaluate myself and because it seemed like it was wrong. It was just like anything that I did, no matter if I was home or if I was in school, no matter who I was around, it was just wrong that I just felt like there was something about me that was just not okay. And it made me feel weird and it made me feel terrible about myself it really had a huge effect on my self-esteem and caused me to be really insecure about the things that I liked because it just was not acceptable it deviated from the environment that I was supposed to be that I was a part of um I I was just that kid <laughs> I was just the kid that people just that person that people just didn't really like and I kid you not and I've talked about this with a few other people who understand what I'm saying, there's, there'll probably be some people who have no idea what I'm talking about. But to the people who know what I'm saying, I have walked into rooms. And I have had groups of people just dislike me for absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason. They didn't know me. We'd never met before. They just didn't like the way that I carried myself when I walked into the room. Now, I understand that that is a problem that they 
issues that they projected onto me because they had these points of view that I didn't have about myself. Um, but when I was younger and I didn't understand that, I really felt like, man, I'm internalizing all of this because there really is something about me because it seemed that way. Everyone told me that there was something weird about me. I was too much. I was dramatic. I was, I talked a lot. I did all this other stuff. And honestly, as an adult who is pursuing a career in mental health in the future and having worked in mental health and taking all of these classes, I honestly believe that there was something going on <laughs> with that, you know, on top, like on top of everything else, there was probably some maybe some ADHD or something going on with that. I can, I can tell sometimes by how my mind works, especially like when I talk, I, I just bounce around from subject to subject. So I feel like that, that was some other stuff going on with that too. And, um, I kind of, I, I learned to, in a sense, internalize hatred for myself, which is making this love journey so hard whenever, you know, you start uncovering things and things start coming up to the surface. And the next thing you know, I'm faced with this. I don't know what I like. I don't know who I am. Therefore, I don't know how to love myself appropriately. And so I can't give the love that I am required to give to myself and expect other people to give me that love. If I don't know what it is, I can't even model that for them to show them how I am supposed to be treated when I don't even know what I deserve because I, I've never experienced it even with myself. And it's a hard thing to admit that I've betrayed myself for so long that I don't even know how to love me adequately. But that's what we're doing now. We are learning how to do that. We are learning how to do it. And so by the grace of God, I will eventually get there 100%. But right now, um, I'm not going to lie. It is hard and it's very emotional for me. <laughs> it's very... It's very emotional for me um, to admit that and to understand that I was I was part of the bullying of myself. It really is hard for me to admit that. Because that's what it's always been. I've always been the giver. But never. Not too often the one who received genuine reciprocation, you know, it, it always felt like. It always felt like um, if anyone did anything for me, that terms and conditions were applied to it. And it was never out of genuine love for me. It was always, you, you're you going to pay me back in the future somehow. Or um, I'll do this for me because I know you'll do this. Or I'll do this for you, but now please understand you are indebted to me in some way, shape, or form. And honestly, that's why I don't really like receiving gifts. I hate receiving gifts because it's never just a freely given thing. It's always just a, here you are now, here, here are your terms and conditions for my love. Whereas when I give stuff to people or if I do stuff to people or for people, um, it makes me feel weird to require something back. <laughs> it, it just, it just feels so weird to me, um, during those formative years as a young child um, or middle school during that time. Um, and even into some adult relationships that I've had with people or with certain people, I've always been the one that people confided in. 
So there was always something that I had that apparently someone else needed and they would leech off of me to fill their need and then leave. Or the only time they knew me was when they needed some emotional relief or something like, oh, you're the counselor. You're the one that I come to to talk to about this, that and the third. But man, when I get this off my chest and I leave it with you, it feels so much better. But then when it comes to me feeling like I need the same thing, it is never that. It is always, I always get this, these vague little cookie cutter Christianese responses from people. Oh girl, you got that. You're so smart. So I don't know why you're complaining. You know, you're going to do well (laughs) regardless because that's just who you are. That's just what you do. Or I mean, it's just never like, just let me complain. Let me vent the way I let you complain and, and vent to me and just be there for me, you know? just do that. So in in that aspect, I don't feel like I I receive love like that. I sometimes I I just want to vent and just talk and just be the person who is on the other side for a change. And sometimes I don't feel like I can do that. Now I do have really good friends who I have. So I have great friends, right? And all of my friends, I have very specific relationships with each of them. And I just, that's just how it is. Like you just have certain types of relationships with certain people, but I don't feel like I have one specific friend that I can be 100% all of me with necessarily. I always feel like there's always some, some little part that I can't fully be 100% with. I really hope that makes sense. But like, there's just always some part of me that doesn't feel like Like I have great friends and I can confide certain things with certain friends, you know, but or or maybe I can't go too deep into something. I can touch on something with that one friend that I wouldn't be able to touch on with the other friend. But there's never like that one person that I can just completely be like, oh, here's all of this, you know. And yes, I I know my Christians are going to say, well, that's what God is for. Yes, God is definitely there for for that. But sometimes I just want a person to be there. Sometimes praying and not seeing God physically there is like, it just feels like sometimes I'm like talking to the wind, you know, and it's no reflection on my faith. It's just that sometimes you really just need a person. Like I just want to have a person and I don't I don't necessarily know if there's just like a person who who can handle all of that, which brings me to my next point. I was actually talking to one of my friends about this the other day when I was having my breakdown. (laughs) Um, I said I told her that I just don't believe I don't feel like there is ever going to be a person who will love me enough to put me first in anything or to think about me in that regard and I'll give an example like um for instance um there was this one time where someone noticed something about me that I didn't notice about myself and 
just said like like for it was flowers I love flowers and it didn't dawn on me that I loved flowers until this person realized that I loved flowers this person even said you like flowers and you like the color pink and those two things like like yeah I knew I liked them but I I I wasn't really aware of it I really don't know if that makes sense but like I wasn't aware of it it was just like something that I just did so I didn't just take into a consideration that these are the things that I liked it's just things that I liked that I didn't talk about that I didn't really indulge in I just it was just like a personal thing that I kept to myself because again liking anything (laughs) felt weird to me like enjoying things that I liked felt weird because it always unless other people liked it I didn't want to like it you know like I, I let other people dictate that for me which is terrible but this person said, yeah, you like flowers and you like the color pink and um, whoever, whomever you marry, like he should be able to, to like, he should know, like you need like flowers and you like pink things. And this person had only spent like maybe <laughs> a couple days with me at that point and said that. And I said, you noticed that? Like you noticed that about me? And this person was like, yeah it was obvious. No one has ever noticed anything like that about you before. I was like, no, I was like, no one ever really even bought me flowers before. Like I've always gravitated toward floral things myself and just got it for me myself. And, you know, nobody else really did it. And that threw me off. (laughs) That really threw me off. But like, even noticing that, like, I, I just told my friend, I was like, I don't know if I feel Like anyone would ever notice things about me, notice things that I enjoy and would go out of their way to make sure to do those things for me, to make sure that I felt special. I've never experienced that really. Um, And that kind of sucks. Well, I, I won't say I've never experienced it. But it's very, 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 very few and far in between. Um, the one thing that I can say that I I received, like with uh, this one friend, she got me whenever I started school. She got me this little um, stationary set like with like and everything was like pink. <laughs> and it was like a bunch of stuff that I probably was like would never think to get like staplers, scissors or whatever. I don't even use it. But it was just the fact that all of it was this cute little pink color that made me so happy and excited. Because <laughs> it was just pink. It was cute. And I liked it. I didn't like any I don't need any of that stuff really. <laughs> but the color pink made me happy. And the reason it made me happy is because she noticed that I liked pink. I never explicitly really said that I liked it. She just kind of noticed that I gravitated towards pink. And those are like pretty much the only two people I can honestly say that I've ever done that in my life, (laughs) like ever. So, and it made me feel kind of odd accepting it. Because I also felt like I needed to to do something in return because I just don't know how to accept that stuff. So I need to work on that, I guess. Um, But then also just like being the person who people just kind of always come to, like they're used to abusing and then coming to to use and then just kind of discarding you that takes a toll on you. 
I've always felt like I was that person, even um, when I had, there was a point in my life where I consistently had frenemy relationships with girls. Like I was the joke in the group, basically. Um, a lot of the times that these girls would bond over not liking me. Never mind the fact that they probably didn't like each other. They didn't have anything in common other than the fact that they didn't like me. And that's what they got. <laughs> they got together and discussed, you know, I was the one that I didn't get invited to the to the uh, sleepovers, the parties, the whatever. But if heaven forbid anything goes wrong in their lives, the first person they needed was me. And once they got that off their chest, they got me out of their off of their minds like that. You served a purpose. I used you for that purpose. And that's it. And anytime I felt upset about it or, or you know, wanted to to <laughs> to vent about that and get mad about it, it was always it was always thrown back in my face like, well, I mean, it's selfish of you to think that like maybe you're just in these people's lives for that reason maybe you're just in that their lives to be a light well sometimes the light gets dim when you're not being nurtured you know there's a a verse in the bible that says iron sharpens iron but if i have iron and i'm constantly being sharpened or dulled against wood what good is my iron you know, what good is it? I don't know. It ain't no good. <laughs> it just ain't no good. Um, another example of that would be like uh, when I was in ministry school and I was the, it was my second year and I had two first year girls who I was the, uh, their apartment lead for. So we had student apartments First years were quote unquote like freshmen. The second years were the upperclassmen. And so we would be the ones who were in charge of running the apartment or running the home. And I was placed with two girls who required some extra grace, a little bit of extra grace. And in that, it really took a lot out of me it took a huge toll on me and almost made me want to quit there was a few times where I almost laid unholy hands on people and um I didn't care <laughs> like I was look they knucked and I was ready to buck okay and I I and I'm being 100% honest I ain't even really trying to be funny with that like my fight or flight is always fight so if you catch me on the streets don't scare me Okay, <laughs> but that's what it was. And um, I went to my leadership and I, I let them know, like, y'all, this is not OK for me right now. My mental health is failing. My physical health is failing and I need some help with this because this is tough. And I was met with, well, we gave you those girls because we knew you could handle it. You have that mama spirit. You have this. You have that to offer and give and give and give and give and give. And these are people who just need to take, 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 take from you to learn. And then all you have to do is just replenish that with time when the word. And then just go out into the world and give, give, give and give some more. 
that's ministry. That's not ministry, first of all. That's how you burn out. And I was burnt out and nobody caught it. Nobody cared to catch it because I was the quote unquote strong one. The thing about being the strong one and the thing about being the person that people just glean off of constantly and never reciprocate. The thing about that is people think you have it all together because you might have what they are lacking and they cling to you to get that thing from you and just assume that because you are able to fill some void in their lives that you were never lacking anything in your life because you had what they were missing and so they are blind to see what you might need in fact they don't care what you might need because you filled their void so of course to them well you have it already you got that you have it all together you don't need anything from me I'm the one who took something from you. So why wouldn't you already just have what it is that you need from within? You had what I needed. And that, my friends, is the importance of having boundaries. (laughs) Okay, that's why we need them. And that's why I'm learning to get them. So that is why I just never questioned. I just never questioned myself as like, like, what do you like what are the things that you actually like to do if you were to go somewhere right now and someone asked you what are your hobbies what are the things you like to do would you continue to say I don't know because the truth is I don't know (laughs) I don't know I don't I'm not well I do know what it is that I like I'm just not 100% aware of those things all the time because (laughs) I just uh Like I said earlier, it felt weird to like the things that I liked without being ridiculed. It just felt weird because it's just never been my thing. I don't know. It's just I don't want to be that person who doesn't know herself. I want to pursue myself the way that I would like someone to pursue me. I can't hold the standard of pursuit that I have unless I reach it myself first and show other people how to reach that standard and if you can reach that standard and exceed it great if that standard is too much for you that's not my problem and it's it's I'm learning to develop that attitude where I no longer lower myself to reach the people who can't climb up to where I am. And even saying that feels weird because it feels almost like I'm being arrogant, but in all honesty, that's what it is. It's true. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, little Tasia on the inside of me is still learning how to develop that part of herself that was neglected you know the the part where you are you're trying to become your own person and figure out your own thing it was neglected because it had to be filled filled with helping other people with their things and supporting other people through their stuff taking their emotions to make it better for them and never taking into consideration myself 
I never took into consideration those things that I liked. You know, I just kind of left it up to other people to figure it out. And other people never wanted to take the time to figure it out because there's never been anyone who truly, well, I won't say never, but there's hardly ever been any other person who would truly want to get to know me and do the things that I like. I, I haven't really experienced that. I haven't really experienced that. But first, in order for me to experience that, I have to go on this journey to figure out who who I am, what it is that I like, to basically pursue me. I need to date myself. <laughs> I need to pursue myself and figure me out. I need to figure me out. And um, I don't know, maybe once in a while I'll, I'll have some flowers delivered to me. Pink ones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know like I'm just starting to to be okay with certain things about myself that most other people in the past thought was weird or lame and so therefore I put it off to the burner into the back burner when in all honesty if I want somebody who's gonna love me for me I cannot neglect or deny any part of me I can't do it so I have to make all of myself available to myself so that I can appreciate myself and appreciate the things that I enjoy and do them. And then when if there are people who enjoy those things as well, who come along for the journey, great. They can be added joys into my life, added joys, but they do not create my joy. They do not determine my happiness. In fact, putting placing other people in charge of my happiness is actually not fair because there is no one in essence who can make you happy. Happiness is fleeting and you, you, other people are not responsible for your happiness. That is something that you have to cultivate from within. So, um, I hope this made sense. Um, I didn't get emotional this time, probably because I didn't touch on like the super, super deep stuff. <laughs> that um was really bothering me I kind of I kind of gave y'all a surface level overview of what it was that I was dealing with um and honestly especially because my birthday is coming up my birthday is next week next weekend actually and that is a weird time for me my birthday touches a very sore spot for me because it's one of those days where it's just like it's that's the one day out of the year that's supposed to be special for me. And y'all, my birthday has never been special for me. <laughs> it has never been anything reserved for me. It has always still been just another day or my birthday is actually about everybody else but me. My birthday is uh, I'm a New Year's Eve baby. And so everybody's making their resolutions for them and their lives for the next year. And they're not worried about me. So that touched a sore spot. It really did touch a sore spot for me. Because my birthday always made me realize how, where my importance was in people's lives. And not like, I honestly don't want to say that it's a big deal. But it really is a big deal. And it always did bother me that my birthday was not the type of day that other people celebrated for me. And I cannot say that it is just because it's on New Year's Eve, because I know plenty of people who are born on the same day. And I have seen the stuff done for them. 
<laughs> that that people went out of their way to do that was not done for me. So I don't want to be one of those people. I feel like I'm whining and like throwing a tantrum like, well, why do they get that? And I don't get that. But that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm putting it out there. That is how I'm feeling. Okay, the times that I would walk into work at a previous job where I had a coworker who had the same birthday as me and her desk was decorated. She had balloons. They had a potluck. They had cake. And I go to my desk <laughs> and I have my nameplate <laughs> and my computer. And that's it. <laughs> that's all I had. That's all I had. And honestly, that is a representation of how how much value I feel like I have in people's lives sometimes. It's kind of sad. And I really don't want to make bring it there. But yeah. Um, that's all I got for y'all today. Kind of went over a little bit on my time. So um, I'll let y'all go. But it's been real. Um, yeah, it ain't been fun. But it's been real. <laughs> so enjoy your Christmas. I hope everyone got their Christmas shopping done. I hope everyone has a great holiday. I hope and pray that you stay safe. Um, stay inside because this Omicron variant is not playing with people. Um, please y'all stay safe. Okay. I love you. Love, peace, and Afro Greece. I'm out.